Hey y'all, welcome to Beyond Just Christian Podcast. My name is Brenna Cullins and I am the host of this lovely platform. Today is May 2nd and it's currently a Tuesday. And not only is it a May 2nd Tuesday or Tuesday, May 2nd, it's also my birthday. I am 28 years old today, which doesn't feel real because I'm two years away from 30. So I'm a little flabbergasted, not gonna lie, but not only am I 28 years old, but I'm also interviewing our guest speaker who is also 28 years old. So I don't remember how long we'll be the same age, but that's exciting. And my interview today is with Narelle Green. So she is a makeup artist, she's a beauty influencer, she does music, she's a singer to two bands, and also a musician. So she's multi-talented, let me tell you. So today's episode is going to be featured around the expression of faith in creative ways and individualism and being who God made you to be with our many talents. So if that's something that you want to listen to, I highly recommend. This episode was so much fun to record, and she's just overall a very sweet person with a passion for pleasing Christ and all that she does, whether it's expressive, uh, wow, creative expression or just everyday things. So if you guys want to listen, give it a like, give it a follow, like the podcast, share on any platforms that you got. I'll take all the feedback too. So if you got any feedback, send it my way and I hope you guys enjoy. Okie dokie. So, Narelle, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Narelle Green. I play in several bands, Stud Count and Academy Order, and I also have a side project called Narelle K. And I am a fashion influencer as well as a makeup artist and model. Wait, you model too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you model for? Well, I have done like site modeling before um, for like Sourpuss Clothing and um just really any like I've done music videos like I've modeled in music videos or acted whatever you want to call it uh and I've done makeup for music videos as well um but it's really more on the side uh and then I do like brand affiliate stuff so I model like Instagram influence model slash model I don't know what you want to call it but yes first of all how do you juggle those like four different things in one life because that's a lot to do do you do it like seasonally or is it like a weekend kind of thing how do you manage all that uh it's really just like gig by gig so it's like I whatever I'm offered if it works I'll take it uh but like I'm not under contract like all the time like it it really depends on what I get offered um so it's a very like freelance situation but usually the, the like everything just works out timing wise so uh it does sound like a lot but and sometimes it is like sometimes I am very busy, especially with touring and being a musician that that I think keeps me the busiest um, because it's so much practice and travel goes into it. So that's awesome. And you guys just recently had a tour, too, as well, right? Yes. Yes. Academy Order did. Did you guys travel across the U.S.? Was it certain cities that you went to? How did that go? It went really well, praise God. Um, We did a Northeastern loop. So we played like Boston, Connecticut. Um, I can't remember. I have to like remember all the cities. We played Brooklyn. That was really fun. And some other cities up there. And oh, Providence. I love Providence. Huge fan of Providence, Rhode Island. Um, But yeah, it went really well. And it was our first tour for Academy Order because we had put the songs out before quarantine or during quarantine. So then after, like we couldn't play shows until like really just now because we had to get musicians together and all of that. So 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited that we get to tour on it now, um, especially just because of all that goes into that band specifically. Um, and so getting to actually play it live was really fun because we just recorded it. Like we, we, we wrote it, we recorded it, and then we were like, okay, so we're gonna wait. <laughs> so we, there's a lot of waiting. So yeah, and now we're doing a full, um, my husband is planning a full US tour uh, for Academy Order in the fall. So that's gonna be really fun. I'm excited. That is awesome. Now my question is, is he in the band with you or is it different members? No, he's in both bands with me. So in Stud Count, he plays guitar and I do vocals. And then in Academy Order, he does the main vocals and I do backup vocals and play synth. So you guys like have a good like back and forth kind of, you take a break, I do this, you, I do this, you take a break. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. It works out really well because in Stud Count, I do all of the vocals. So then in Academy Order, I'm like, okay, let me, let me just be back here and like I will sing but like I'm playing synth so it's different yeah <laughs> is it fun like traveling with both your husband and the bandmates like how's the whole tour life is it as glamorous as people say or is it kind of a little bit more stressful it can be stressful at times um, but really you have to kind of learn to go with the flow so you kind of have to roll with the punches like so things don't always work out the way you want them to uh, but really it just comes down to trusting God because he's our provider. So, you know, there'll be moments where we're like, oh no, where are we going to stay tonight? And like, God just provides like, you know, instantaneously like, okay, you can stay here. So sometimes there's a little bit of stress going into it, but it really just comes down to having peace in every situation um, and learning to trust that God knows your needs, like scripture says. So, um, but it is really fun uh, getting to, to do what you love to do with other musicians who have, share the same dream um, and passions is always fun especially being there with my husband because he's my best friend. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then also that makes me ask, what made you want to sing in both like bands? Because again, that's a lot to manage. And what kind of music would you label yourselves as? It's kind of, uh, both of them are kind of genre crossovers. So there's like elements of a lot in both. Um, Sometimes I wish I could just say, this is just this thing, uh, but I'm glad for what we are. But for Stud Count, I would I would dub it power pop. Like I would say it's power pop because it does have hardcore um, roots and punk roots, um, but it is very poppy. Like some of the songs are very like, they have na-na choruses and they're very like, you know, bubblegum pop. And then there's other songs that have like really hard, <laughs> like mosh parts, um, but just because of where we come from and that's what we like to play. Um, so that I would call power pop and then Academy order, I would call sort of like, it's sort of like death rock, I guess. I don't, it's, it's a hard thing to genre specify. I don't know. It's, it's, um, because it is hard. And, and again, you can hear the, the punk influence in it. Um, it's not like most goth bands that are a little bit softer. Um, it has a very hard hitting, like the, all of the, the drums are very like, pedal to the metal kind of thing you know they're very fast they're very um quick I don't know so it's I, I guess death rock is the, what I would call that it's it's kind of hard to specify but that's the best I can do <laughs> you know I think you did a great job specifying what you're trying to say because you guys have a very collective kind of taste to where you're like well we like this sound let's throw that in there but we also love this so let's add that too so I would say miscellaneous might be the best word <laughs> 
I, again, but if someone asks you, what is it? You just don't say miscellaneous because that's not really descriptive whatsoever. But in your sense right now, we'll just use the word miscellaneous. It's, it is what it is. Whatever we like, it goes into it. Yes, exactly. Now, with that being said, too, have you ever written any original songs yourself? Or is everything like it comes up like you guys all work together for a certain song? For the bands, um, Matthew wrote most of what we have put out. Um, he is very good. He has a gifting of like hearing an album in his head and then writing it down. Um, I am always impressed by it. Um, but then I come and I like will add the synth or, you know, the vocal melodies or, or lyrics. So we do collaborate on those things, but like the overall bones of the song and the song structures and even most of the song parts are, are written by Matthew. And then I write like the pretty stuff. <laughs> so so we get like we really complement each other in those ways. But I do have my own stuff that I've written all of. Um, it's just not out yet. I'm working on like figuring out how I can record it and who I can record with. I have like at least two albums worth of songs. Um, Dang, that's that's like, a lot. Yeah, that's like singer songwriter stuff I've been working on since I was probably like 17. Wow. Um, it's just kind of there. And I'm like, okay, how do I, what do I do? Because it's, I, it's very like daughter, like, or the cranberries and like the Sundays. It's very um, soft, like girl indie stuff. Uh, very 90s. I feel like all I can write by myself is like pretty 90s or like early 2000s indie. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, I remember this was like a while ago. I don't remember what age I was. I think I was like middle school or early high school. Because I know you graduated long before me. Um, but I remember you had, was it a song called Wildflower? Something Flower. Yes, yes. And that's, the thing the first song I've heard from you, because, you know, your mom showed my mom, hey, Narelle released these songs, listen to them, and they were really freaking good back then. So I want to know, how has your sound developed since then? Well, definitely my voice has matured vocally. Um, so, like, I know how to, I have more mature I don't know, like tones in my voice now. And I know how to like, I was trained vocally in college. So now I understand better how to like use my vocal range. Um, and so I would say that I've improved <laughs> in that way. And then when I do eventually record, I want to do a full band instead of just me. Like, I think I'll, I might record some stuff. Like I might put out a demo or something with like four or five songs, but I want to record full albums with like full bands. Well, when you're done with that, please let me know because I want to listen. Of course, <laughs> I always love adding new artists to my podcast, or not my podcast, wow, my Spotify, because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Add this, like this, because there's not many like bands who are well known yet. And I say yet because, I mean, look at all the other bands who are out nowadays. They've got discovered through either an agent or playing out of like a Crocodile Rock in Allentown or something. Like everyone has their own story. And it's cool to see where their music started and where it's grown. So yeah. I hope and wish the best for you guys, because I know you guys are going to go far with that. Thank you. You're welcome. I was going to say, I don't dish out compliments much. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> Thank you. And also, of course, you said earlier in the beginning, too, you also do beauty, makeup. You also, again, have a really good following on Instagram. So my question is, how is it to be a Christian makeup artist and influencer? Like, have you led others to Christ both through your makeup and your faith or how have you impacted others with your faith or stuff like that? Like, how did you decide I want to be a, a makeup like guru on like Instagram and YouTube and all this fun stuff? Well, um, I got an Instagram in 2012. 
um, which was a long time ago now, <laughs> but I just started to like post makeup looks I would do and God blessed it. And I just started to gain a following. People were like, oh, I care about this. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and so then st our brand started to catch on and they started to send me stuff. Like, I remember like uh, plug your holes, sent me um, like, like earplugs and, and like tunnels and stuff for, for my, my lobes which was really cool. And it just kind of started from there. And then makeup, smaller makeup companies started to reach out to me and I would take pictures in their makeup and then other makeup artists would see it. Like it just all sort of came together. And then, yeah, like I've always been open about my faith on Instagram and uh, just open to talking about it. And I've shared parts of my testimony and my story. And then I did share my testimony a long time ago um, I took it down because the video quality was very poor and I was like, I need to redo this. This is, I can do a better job. But yeah, really just sharing my testimony uh, over time. And, and also I've done makeup looks based on scripture before. Like for Valentine's Day, I did a, a two-part series on like love and what the Bible says about love. And then I did um, two makeup looks involving that. So it's like I got to hear scripture that way and show people like, you know, like, this is what scripture says about love. This is what scripture says about the heart, that it's deceitful above all things, like who can know it? Um, and really just sharing that way. So really, I, I really try to come up with creative ways to do it. And sharing, again, sharing uh, my testimony is a huge one. And I, I recommend that for any influencer or person online, because scripture says that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Uh, and, and so like our testimonies are really powerful. And so I guess that answers the question. It definitely does. And that means it seems like to me you're very bold with your faith, but you don't push it in a way that most other people do. You do it in subtle hints and you bring makeup to showcase scripture and scripture to showcase beauty. And that's awesome. I do what I can. I, I really just try to listen to the Lord because it's important that uh, that we use our talents and our giftings for the one who gave them to us in the first place to glorify God. Now, how much of beauty content do you have to uh, showcase as a, you know, an affiliate, as you say, or someone who's in that world? Like, do you have to go by a certain schedule or is it just like kind of you have free reign to do whatever you want? I pretty much have free, free reign, um, which is good because, again, I tour a lot. And when you're touring, it's kind of hard to like just sit down and film um, a makeup video or something. Um, and so I try not to just share makeup looks. It's, it isn't one of my favorite things to do, but I try to share like music on there too. That's why it just says artist in my bio. Cause I'm like, let's just, I'm just a creative person. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. So yeah, I don't really have a, a set schedule or anything, which is really nice. That is awesome. So you really can do whatever and have time for yourself too. You don't have to worry about abiding by a certain schedule, which is everyone would wish they had that that's awesome now besides beauty and music do you work full-time or part-time or do you have to juggle anything else on top of the band and music um I do help out at my church with uh one of the ministries so that that's like a weekly thing uh which I am so honored to do but that's really that and just uh, again the bands do take up a, a fair amount of my time so there's that. And then also just managing my household. Like I, like my husband works full time and then I like manage our house. I'm like, the, I'm doing laundry. I'm, you know, doing all the like 
sort of like stay at home wife things, uh, which is really nice. I really like doing that. I'm good at organization and cleaning and I, you know, it's, it's sort of therapeutic for me. Um, so I do that as well, just like anybody. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I hope that answers that. I don't know. <laughs> and also with being a wife too, you say you like being like the homemaker, the organizer and everything that goes into the home when your husband's not home. What is uh, something that you've learned while being a wife or even when you were engaged to be a, a be I can't talk today. Wow. <laughs> a wife to be, what is something that you thought wife is wifehood the word? What did you think it would be like versus what is it actually like? I think, I don't know. I, I don't remember what I thought it would be like now because I've been married for so long. I'm like, I don't even know. Um, I think it's better than I thought it would be. I had a lot of misconceptions, I think, subconsciously about what marriage would be like. But as you grow in, in marriage and in being a married person, uh, especially in the faith, you learn what it is to serve somebody else that it's really an honor and a privilege to do it. That That's what love is, um, is laying down your life for somebody else. And I think it's just better than I thought because I thought like, oh, I'm gonna have to do all this stuff or, you know, like I wasn't really sure what it would be like. I was kind of just like, I want to do this and I love this person and God is blessing it. So it's gonna be good and I was right. How many years have you guys been married now? It will be six years in August. Well, congratulations, in case I forgot to say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and have you guys lived in Tennessee your whole marriage? I know you used to live in PA. Yeah, no, when we got married, we lived in Philadelphia, um, which I miss sometimes. But we're there pretty fairly often for shows um, and practice and stuff. So and our family, well, my family lives in Pennsylvania, um, pretty much. I would say like 90 percent of them live there. So it's really nice to visit. Um, but yeah, no, we moved to Tennessee on a word from the Lord uh, because we were meant to be part of a church here. And so God led us here. It's actually a really, a really cool story. But yeah, he led us to live here and in Johnson City. And it's great. Like, I thank God every day that I live here and that I'm part of this community. It's just it's such a beautiful thing. This family is just so serious about loving each other and taking care of each other, you know, so. Now, I know you said it's a long story, so I, I'm now I'm curious. You piqued my interest. So you said the Lord called you there to be part of a church and to serve and to just have like a church family there. But what is what makes it such a long story? What is it that really happened? Because you said it's a long story. And now I'm curious if you don't mind explaining a little bit about it. I'll give you the condensed version. Um, okay. So it was I think it was either right during quarantine or. In the beginning of it or something um but i was like not doing well mentally um we weren't allowed to go to church if you recall we weren't allowed to have like physical contact with other human beings other than our household um and so i was really sort of suffering from that because i'm a people person and because scripture says do not forsake the gathering together you know so i was just like man i need to go to church like i miss fellowship I feel like crap, like I feel discouraged, I feel depressed. Um, and I was in my living room and I said, God, I'm trading like this depression and, and everything I'm feeling, this hopelessness, what do you give me? And immediately I heard him say, a hope in a future, which is Jeremiah 29, 11. And so I said, okay, I receive it. And you know, in the moment, nothing changed. Um, 
<laughs> like around me. Like I was like, okay, I'm still in my living room, but I'm just going <laughs> to trust God. And I think it was like a week and a half later, two weeks later that a friend of ours came up from Tennessee um, for something music related. Uh, one of our best friends, he came up and, um, and he was like, hey, I'm going to go back to Tennessee after this, but I feel like God's telling me to bring you with me. And so we did. We went back. We came back to Johnson City with him, went to the church and immediately felt better immediately was like oh wow like because I couldn't see myself raising a family in Philadelphia um yeah. I know some people can and that's awesome and and I love that uh but just for myself personally I was like I don't see a future here um like family wise and and I need I need that and so it was just like so obvious that God was calling us here and everybody and their mom was like when are you moving here <laughs> and I was like I don't know and also uh we had a word that was about moving to Tennessee when we were first married that we kind of just buried. We were like, Oh, that's cool. A prophetic word. And we buried it. And then that like the first church service we went to in Tennessee was like learning the ways that God speaks to us, like through scripture and prayer and um, prophetic words and what you do with the word when you get it. Cause you don't, somebody could, anybody could come up to you and say like, God told me this, but you have to bury it. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to test this word. And, um, there is a quote from a famous theologian named Reinhard Bonnke. Um, and he said, when you bury the truth, it will rise again. But if you bury a lie, it will rot. And basically the person preaching was saying like, so when you get a word, bury it. Because if it's meant to happen, like it will come back. And just to test it, you know. So I looked at Matthew and he looked at me and I was like, remember that word we got about Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah. Um, and so we just knew. Um, immediately, like God started to give us hope. Um, and we could see ourselves like raising a family there and being part of the community. And um, it was just really cool. So yeah, that's the shortened version. <laughs> I love that though. That's amazing. I love the verse you mentioned, like, you know, bury, like test the spirit and see what's of God. I mean, yeah. you reworded it a little bit differently, but what was the guy's name? Ryan Hart Bunky? Yeah, he was a British guy. He had a very interesting name. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is a very odd name. Yeah, yeah. Or it's German. I don't know. Maybe he's like, I, I can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> famous guy who said a lot of smart stuff, had wisdom. So I'll say, I love that quote. So I wrote that one down. Like, I got to remember that one. Yeah. But no, it's beautiful, though, because I love that the fact that God gave you like a little snippet, like a little clue in a sense, like, hey, remember this but don't stress about it right now we'll get there yeah. when we get there I'll let you know when yeah and he did he won't let you forget things that he tells you either he's like I want to remind you don't worry it'll come back to mind yeah absolutely I love that and then also you said that you and your husband ended up living with your friend well did not live with him. did you guys live with your friend until you found a house or a home or an apartment or something yeah, or? yeah. he had okay. a, he has a condo and so we rented a room um, and stayed with him uh, for a little bit and then we now we live in a really awesome apartment that God blessed us with so it's been it's been great how long did it take for you guys to find an apartment was the uh, search for it easy or is it to take a while well we definitely we took I think we stayed with him for about a year um, and yeah we did we did search and then it was funny because like there were all these the place that we lived in actually was another testimony because it had a wait list of like 65 people 
um, because a lot of people have moved to this area from like California or, you know, just random places. And so we were like, well, because my best friend lives here and she was like, yeah, you should definitely like, you know, apply for an apartment. So we, we, we went into the office and they were like, you know, sorry, we have a wait list of like 65 people, but you can be on it if you want. <laughs> and we were like, that sounds bad. No. <laughs> um, and so we, I, we were just praying in faith. We're like, all right, God, we trust you that you're going to bring us the right place. And while we were on tour, like last spring, my best friend sends me an email from the place that we live now that had the wait list. And it said, we have two like apartments available, basically. Um, we're sending this out to the, the residents that live here first. Um, I don't know how they, they didn't, I guess the wait list was like for a specific kind of apartment. They have several kinds here. They have like townhouses. This whole complex has like a myriad of different things, but this was for one that was a little bit different than what was on the wait list, but it just had opened up out of nowhere. And so they were like, apply for this, see what happens. Um, and so I did and we got it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <how? laughs> like everything down to the dollar amount I had made right before we applied showed them like the, it was just everything aligned. It was crazy. Um, and we were just like, that was God. There's no way we could have done that. Like that was totally him. Which are the best stories. Like you can't boast in it yourself. You're like, I didn't even do this. Oh like God. I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> so. And that's yeah. 65 people. Yeah, yeah. And so it's weird. Cause it's like they. It was almost like they went sort of a backdoor route. Like they were like, yeah, there's these 65 people waiting for this other kind of apartment we have, but this other kind opened. And I was like, well, pff. dang, like that is not even luck. That's holy God. There's no way, like you said, there's no way that could have worked out on your own. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. I still don't even, <laughs> God really like answers prayer. Let me just say that. Like if there's anything anybody gets out of listening to this, God hears you. That's it. Like, seriously oh my goodness that's amazing though I mean I that gives me some hope too for I mean granted because I'm engaged right now and me and my uh, fiance don't get married till next year so then we're gonna like start the whole like I mean he wants a house I don't care if it's an apartment or a house but we're gonna begin searching like maybe six five months before we get married so we can like actually secure something mm -hmm. and then move into it after the wedding because we're like well what if we don't get something? But then also your reminder is, hey, God will work for you when he wants to, when it's the appropriate time. So yeah, that's some um, encouragement not to rush a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, no, he's right on time always. So be encouraged. And also congratulations on being engaged. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like I have been asking every married couple, like, hey, what's your piece of advice for me for being a uh, engaged woman? And I've been receiving everyone's advice. So I'm like, if you got any advice at the end of this episode, please let me know, because girl could use it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it's a blessing, though, to be able to find a place that you guys cherish and you feel comfortable in. And I mean, clearly God had a good place set in mind if 65 people were waiting for it. That's all I could say. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the funny thing is, it's, it's right across the parking lot from my best friend. Seriously? Oh, my yeah, God. God knew exactly what he was doing. That's so. amazing. I mean, you must have need that too, because when you guys first get to a new state you're not used to, it can be very intimidating to meet people. Yeah, I think that God just knew both of our mutual needs um, for like family, because we had both left where our families lived to come here and be family. And so God 
was like just I feel like he just honored that and really provided so like whenever either of us is having a bad day we can just go over and like knock on the other's door and be like can I have a hug like <laughs> really good so that's awesome no it's so good to see that you're thriving there too because like you said before you were kind of depressed I mean granted COVID did not help anyone but you know <laughs> you don't really have that freedom and that joy there anymore most of the time it's God's way of saying hey you're ready to go yeah yeah so with your style Narelle you have a very what's the word punkish almost gothic I don't say gothic all the way like how do I explain your style how would you explain your style because you have such a unique fun style it's like dark but there's also bright colors especially your hair and I feel like your style is always changing you're always dyeing your hair first of all how do you not fry your hair <laughs> secondly how do you describe your style? I would just say subcultural, because um, that's where that's where it originates. Um, and like, I got into punk and like sort of underground music. Pretty, I mean, pretty young. Um, I really dove into it in high school mostly, uh, but even growing up, like I was always drawn to the macabre, like the darker stuff. Um, like I got baptized in my front yard on Halloween, like. <laughs> for the Lord. But my mom, like, I don't, it's just, for me, I just feel like this was meant to be a thing. Um, Cause I just feel that I'm called to, you know, subculture and, and all of these things. And so it's just always been an interest in um, it for me. Uh, so I guess I would just call it subcultural. There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to like Christian community. I feel like not as much anymore, but a lot of times, like, there's one show, I'm pretty sure most Christians know about it. It was 19 Kids and Counting. And in that show, it was a very legalistic kind of upbringing for the kids. Like, all the girls wore skirts that were below their knees. They wore shirts that didn't show any cleavage. And I'm all for modesty, but that is definitely not the style I ever had. Like, mm -hmm. I love my ripped jeans. I'll wear fishnet leggings under my ripped jeans. I'll wear, like, a t-shirt. Like, I'll switch it up. It depends on my mood, you know? But yeah. have you ever faced any like misconceptions of or labeling on your style on how a Christian's like supposed to quote unquote look? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, and, you know, I, it, always be quick to have grace and to forgive because, you know, people, humans have misconceptions. Um, but the only thing that matters really to me is like, obviously to have grace with those people and then just to be like, you know, just kind of move on. Um, <laughs> Uh, and not to get mad about it because it's like really not worth it and also like these people could be coming from a place of hurt or you don't know you don't know what's going on with them like that's between them and god i have nothing to do with it whatever but i just in, in and of myself um because i have the holy spirit i know that god is pleased to be seen with me and i know that my um outlet for creativity being makeup and fashion um as long as it's within my conviction um, and, and it's pleasing to the Lord, like you said, modesty, that he's pleased to be seen with me. Like it's, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm always careful. I, I try to always be careful, um, to honor the Lord with what I, with how I dress, you know, with what I look like. But I think that the church is now coming out of a place of a legalistic mindset. Um, I think for a long time, people just believed like culturally, uh, that we have to all dress the same and we all have to, you know. And there's like, there's nothing wrong with people wearing, you know, khakis and stuff like, cool, if that's your thing. Great. Yeah. Um, but, but to know that God, who is the creator of the universe, 
who made like look across culture like all of these people like look at look at even just music um you know what i mean like there's beauty in an african drum circle there's beauty in like norwegian cow calling you know what i mean like god is so creative and has given us so much creativity so wouldn't it be a shame if we were all to try and assimilate like that you're you're robbing the world of your your creative expression and i don't think that's pleasing to god um i really don't and it's something that i have felt really affirmed in at this church is like no we've been given like really like even if you're not like a creative um if your gifting is like construction then do it unto the glory of god if your gifting is like working on cars you know or or selling houses whatever it is like do it unto the glory of god scripture says so and so for me like i've been gifted with creativity and with music and stuff and so i'm going to do it unto the glory of god and sometimes people have misconceived that you know and that's I guess that's the right word um but and that's okay like it's it's really it's between me and the lord and and i do i do take it seriously though like i think if there are younger girls looking up to me i want to make sure that i show them like hey you don't have to you know you don't have to be like the world you don't have to you know but you also don't have to be legalistic you you like listen to the conviction from the holy spirit and you're good don't be legalistic and don't ignore your conviction <laughs> yes exactly exactly people need to understand that like god is so much bigger than this like any sort of human legalistic system and he's so much more creative and like and we're made in his image so it's like why not be creative you know why not wear something that makes you happy <laughs> you know like you don't have to look like everybody else and again, like if you like to wear whatever you like to wear, you know, if, if it's khakis, like go for it. Like if that's your thing, do it, you know, but just to make sure that we also respect other people's creative expression, you know, so. I could have said it better than that. You you hit the nail right in the head with that one. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's <laughs> like there's so many different types of music. There's different types of looks. There's different planets that look different. There's different mountain ranges that look different. There's different seasons look different like everything is so uniquely made like you said and god didn't want us to be the same he wanted us to be how he made us to be for him and not for everyone else's approval like if pleasing man were my goal i would not be christ's servant that first pops in my head and you know we're wonderfully and uniquely made and we're beautifully made and it's it would be a, a shame if we tried being anyone other than who christ made us to be exactly and, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it's just, it's hard, though, to be yourself sometimes. Like, sometimes the world says, do this, do that. And you're like, well, this is the own trend now. Well, this is what everyone else is doing. But he didn't call you to be like everybody else. No. He called you to be conformed in the image of Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. To be to be in the world, but not of it. And that's the thing. Um, you know. I love that. So, my next question for you is... How long have you been a Christian? Um, but with this question, when I ask this, some people say, oh, I've been a Christian all my life. But the next question I have is, when did you really come to know and love Jesus as your Christ and Savior? I love this question. Okay, so I was born in a Christian home, uh, born into it, uh, and which was great. And my parents love the Lord, and they're awesome people. Um, I ran away from the Lord. I like I was like prodigal running, just straight up, just bye, just running. And God in his grace 
and his mercy um, brought me back because I was like, I need to know that the Lord loves me. Like I need to know that, that there really is grace for my mistakes. And basically God, I, I think I was, I was 18 when I recommitted my life. I always knew that he was there and I always knew that he loved me. Um, like, you know, sort of subconsciously, but I didn't. And as a kid, like I, I would read my Bible, you know, and I would, I would talk to the Lord and I'd even pray for my friends. Like I have a memory of praying for my friend in kindergarten who was having nightmares and she stopped having nightmares. Like God answered the prayer. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I always knew him, but I ran out of shame. And, and I ran because I was like, I don't believe he really loves me. And so when I was 18, God literally put my feet in a spacious place and he put me in a Christian college. Like I, I had applied for like two colleges because I was just trying to like appease my parents. Um, and then God used that and he was like, no, you're going to go. And I was like, what, <laughs> what? I don't want to go to school. Um, I hated, you know, I didn't like hate learning, but I just was like, I'm done with school. I don't have to do it ever again. And then surprise, no, you're going to go to school for music. And so God took me to that place. Like I got accepted like a week before the semester started, which doesn't really happen. Like God just like opened doors for me and put me there um, in his mercy. And so I was at this Christian school and I made friends um, with some kids that looked like me at the school. I saw kids with like plugs and like piercings and tattoos. And I was like, oh yes, my people, because everybody, you know, for the most part, people just look normal. And then I'm there with half my head shaved and you know, just looking like a weirdo. Um, and, <laughs> and so I found them and I was like, cool. And they invited me to this um, Christian, like hardcore festival in Northern New York called I Matter Fest. Um, I guess I wouldn't call it hardcore, I guess metalcore. I don't know. But anyway, I went with them and I recommitted my life. Pretty cool. Um, I think I should do that. You know, and the Holy Spirit was just like, come home. Like it's time to stop running. And I just knew and uh, immediately had a prophetic word from somebody like right after I prayed. And there was this girl behind me and she was nervous and she was like, I have a word for you from the Lord. And I was like, I grew up in church. It's okay. I know what that means. And uh, she's <laughs> like, God has said that you are not worth what the boys treated you like. Like you're worth more than that. Um, and, and that he sees you um, and that you're like, you're precious to him. And she didn't know, but I'd been through a lot of bad relationships and put myself in a lot of places I shouldn't have been. And so I just started to weep because I was like, all right, well, <laughs> I'm a Christian now again. This is crazy. <laughs> um, and God just started to heal me um, from a lot of the trauma that I had uh, faced. And so I guess you could say since I was 18, I've been like recommitted my life to the Lord and um, been walking with him. So that's now I'm 28. So it's been 10 years. Dang, that's beautiful. And like, I never heard of I Matter Fest before, so that's news to me. Is that always in New York or is that elsewhere? I think it's just in northern New York. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it. I haven't been since like 2013, maybe. So I, I went two years that it was going on, but I, I don't remember if they do it anymore. That's awesome. Like you're at a place you felt comfortable. You love the music and you love the people. That's awesome. Like the fact that you're led there. And then when it came to this girl, like saying, I have a word for you, prophetic word. My first question is, were you skeptical at all until she started talking? Like, were you like, 
at all like oh are you sure you have prophetic word or are you just saying you do is this like one of those like scam kind of things or were you more like uh yeah i'll take it i need this i wasn't skeptical um i feel like I, I just kind of knew immediately that she was genuine and like i think that i don't know i i just i i just kind of and then what she said was spot on um so you know she didn't know me she had no idea who i was and she just she had just seen that i stepped forward to pray the prayer um and so she just was like i, I really believe that that was a word from the lord because it was it, again it was like spot on it was and it was encouraging like yeah i only asked that because i know with certain people you know sometimes a prophetic word thing is thrown around so much in your case it was legit and i'm glad like god proved himself true in that moment to you but i feel like some people just get so like, um, who are you? Why are you giving me attention? Some people are more nervous about it. I feel like I know in the past when people are like, we're going to pray over you right now. Like, that's a different example. I'll be like, oh, you guys are going to pray over me. I don't even know you. But, you know, it definitely you're probably further in your walk. And you're like you said, oh, yeah, I know what that is. OK, you're more of accepted of it. I feel it's everyone's on their own little journey. Some people can't or maybe don't open up to having that given to them so much I know for me I was a stubborn person so I mean I'm still <laughs> stubborn now but you know some people have a harder time but no God made that evident like yo you need this here you go and you did your part you went up for prayer and then this girl did her part and helped you out and like that's awesome like God orchestrates everyone to do their part to a way where it brings out a miracle of some kind that's amazing yeah. I don't know about you but my parents, when I tell them something that they would have been hoping for, they get super excited. How did your parents react when you told them, hey, I rededicate my life to Christ? Well, my mom was like, okay, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> she prayed for me when I was like, not okay. Like, not okay. Like, I was doing things that were terrible. Like, I, I was, like, self-harming and um, uh, doing drugs. Um I was just really in a dark place. Like I was not okay at all. Um, I, I struggled with a lot of things. So she was praying for me. Like she was like in the trenches, like interceding for me. Um, shout out my mom. She's awesome. Um, but she, so she, they were like really excited. They were like, good. You know, we prayed for you and, and here you are. Like God is faithful. Cause they were worried about me naturally. Yeah. I, was, like, I was doing destructive things to myself. So they were like, what do we do? All we can do is like bring her to the Lord. Um, and he was faithful. So they were excited. And with that shame gone that you had released off your shoulders and out of your heart, you know, you had released and you know, God healed you from, did you find that you got closer to your parents after this? Did you guys struggle with relationship beforehand? Yeah, we did struggle just because I, I had kept so much from them. I was ashamed of things that I had done. And I was like, oh, they wouldn't think I was a good daughter anymore. They wouldn't, you know, if they really knew. And that was the shame, you know. Um, but then when that was gone, you know, and the Lord was like, hey, I've forgiven you. Like, I died for you so that you could have my righteousness. So I could cover you. Um, so that you could be the righteousness of Christ. Uh, then it was like, yeah, I, I, I definitely, my relationship with them definitely improved. Um, for sure. Like, totally different. Um, because I wasn't the same person anymore. I was completely different. <laughs> like I had died to self.
you know, when, when we get saved, we become new creatures in Christ. Like we're, our, our desires, our old desires and, and habits and stuff die. So it's like, I just, it was like, I was back from the dead sort of, if that makes sense. Like born again is the technical term I think yes. you're thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're almost out of time, but I have two more questions with you if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So my first question is, I mean, you mentioned a lot of scripture as it was. Um, some of the ones I recognize, some I did not. But is there a specific Bible verse or passage in the scripture that has really either transformed your life, encouraged you through a tough time, or just been that ride or die verse you always go back to? Psalm 23. Yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. That um, that entire chapter is so important to me because it just goes to show the long suffering of Christ like in our lives and how he is so patient with us. Like even when we're walking through difficult things, like even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear evil for you're with me. Like, and so it's just the, I think the constancy, the consistency of, of, of him being with you and knowing that and just knowing like how he takes, it just goes to show like him as a shepherd, like how well he takes care of us, how he yeah. delights in the detail of the godly like how he is so involved um and i think that that really helps me because it's like i i shall not want like there's nothing that i need that he doesn't already know about or provide and so i just think that that's like a perfect picture of what it is to walk with him daily and i think that's why it's one of my favorites like it's always encouraging there's never a time where i've read that and been like you know without faith after reading it like it just, it, it reminds me of who he is and his character and that he doesn't change, that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. It's true. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. Like, you know, God's timeless. He is in control of time. God's endless. He's timeless. And he is like the ruler of all things. How do you explain how I get a headache sometimes? Because this does hurt to think about. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome. I love that verse too. And definitely it's a good one to go back to. And then with that being said, Okay, I lied. I have two more questions. The last question before the second to last question. Um, what is your message to people who follow you or people who like your music or just admire you or find you online? What is something you would want them to know? That Jesus is the only way to God. Um, and that that's the only thing worth living for is him. Because uh, we were created for him and there's nothing else that will satisfy you. So repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> that's what i have to say that is the message right? of my life like god loves you please repent that's it <laughs> lovely we love simplicity that's yeah. true we we don't need a lot of mumble jumbo we just need the truth and then that's that one sentence we're good you know paul said like i came to preach christ and him crucified that's it that's the whole point that's all you need. amen sister amen <laughs> and then my last question because this has been really great and i'm sure people are going to want to follow you where can people find you online on Instagram, I am at Norel.k. I guess on Facebook, it's the same. And TikTok. Or it might be Norel underscore K. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> if you just research Norel K, I am there. Um, yes. And then uh, the music is the, uh, the Instagram is on for stud count is stud count USA. And then Academy Order, I think it's just Academy Order on instagram and then you can find us on all streaming sites both bands so 
I just want to say a huge thank you for making the time too. I know we struggled both of us to make time or something wasn't working out so well, but I'm really glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. I'm, You're it's welcome. Honor. I'm an honored. I'm, I'm an honor. I'm, I'm not saying words right. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Listen, you and me both can't speak. It's fine. I don't know how it is in Tennessee right now, but in Pennsylvania, it's so rainy and gloomy and it's putting me to sleep. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> by the grace of god we can speak we'll be okay we'll, we will survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't need a fancy speech to speak we just need to speak from the spirit and that's all we need amen, amen.